What is going on, Swoopers? Welcome back to another episode of Swoop Luke. In this episode, we'll be continuing our 2023 prediction series, this time predicting um, all the AFL awards, the top four and wooden spoon, stuff like that. Let's get into it. So before we get into this, let me preface this by saying that I feel this in my bones that no matter what happens throughout this season, this might be one of the most exciting seasons that we're in for as a Collingwood fan or a Carlton fan, Geelong, Gold Coast, just a neutral supporter. It might be one of the most exciting seasons we're in for in such a long, long time. I feel like the premiership race or the premiership could be won by, you know, at least up to six teams. Um, the, the wooden spoon, it can be won by about four or one or, or given to, you know, maybe about four or five sort of clubs. You have all these new recruits, um, very good uh, batch of draftees. So it is just going to be a very, very exciting season to watch. And I'm going to do my best to watch even more games um, this season throughout the weeks and stuff like that, not just Collingwood games. Um, and I just, I absolutely can't wait because... Yeah, like I said, feel it in my bones, and I am so, so, so excited. It's next week. Oh, my God. Here we go. But now, let's jump into my 2023 AFL season predictions. So we'll start with my top four. Now, we'll go one, two, three, four. First, I've got Geelong. I don't see any real team knocking them off the top. They might lose a couple of games here and there, round one being uh, one of the games that they lose. But um, look, yeah, look, they've added Ollie Henry... Uh, Bose and Tanner Brune to their side. I know they're three young players. They won't um, probably play every single week, but they've added that youth. I know they've lost Joel Selwyn and stuff, but they've still got a very potent forward line. Hawkins is still going strong once he gets back from his injury. Jeremy Cameron, um, you're going to Isaac Smith. You've just got Zach Tweet. Like the list goes on and on and on. They're still a really, really, really good side. They're going to be right up there. I've got them finishing first. Second, I've got the Melbourne Football Club. Um, look, Melbourne started the season 10 and zip last year, and they were they were flying. A couple of things happened. They get a bit lazy with, with everything sort of else. They drop off a little bit. Um, very lackluster finish to their sort of season. But I have them finishing in second, mainly because of the Brody Grundy acquisition. Gives uh, Gorn time in the forward line. It gives Melbourne a, another midfielder, you know, in the middle as well. Obviously, that's where midfielders go, Luke. But I feel like they're going to sort of arrest that lackluster season that they had last year and, you know, try and emulate their 2021 form that, that won them the premiership. So I've got them coming in at number two. Third on the ladder, I've got the Brisbane Lions. Love... Look, I, I kind of have a soft spot for the Brisbane Lions. I know I shouldn't because of 2002 and 2003, but I really love Chris Fagan. Um, I think he's, uh, love is, I guess love is a very strong word. I really like Chris Fagan, uh, like, you know, what he's been sort of able to do. And I know they always get up there and then they sort of fail at the last hurdle. I think they just signed Fagan for another two years or, or something like that. I might be wrong. But um, they've gotten Jack Gunston from the Hawks, who I think, you know, Jack Gunston, you've got Danaher up there. Um, you got uh, Charlie Cameron as well. They've got a really good forward line now. Not now, they've, they've, they've had for the last couple of years, but Gunston up there. Gunston is an absolute jet. Would love him or would have loved him at, at the Pies as well. They lose Dan McStay, of course. They get uh, Josh Dunkley from the Bulldogs, who was just going to elevate their midfield even more because Dunkley is 
a fantastic player. I've got them at third. It, it, you could probably swap around Melbourne and um, Brisbane at this point at, at second and, uh, and third, but I've got Brisbane at third. Coming in fourth, I've got the Pies. Look, I'm trying to make these predictions not very Pies-centric. That'll be for my 2023 um, season preview of the Pies. Not trying to make it uh, very Pies-centric, but I've got the Pies coming in at fourth because... You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of talk in the media that, well, we might not make the eight. We might just scrape into the eight. They can't emulate last season. Like, yeah, we we they won too many close games. We we know that, right? Those close games that we were winning, we're not going to win close games because some of those or most of those teams were going to start blowing out of the water. You've got to think that Fly was we had a game plan, had a great game plan, working on it all preseason. And then every week, that game plan is getting shifted a little bit because we're doing things well here, we're doing things bad here. Shift, 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 shift. And then we get another full preseason under Fly, and he's adding more strings to the bow. I got that one now. More strings to our bow. He's adding more attack. We recruit really well. A couple missing pieces to the puzzle. I do think we're going to finish top four this season. Wooden Spooners. This can be a flip of the coin. Uh, it can. I got them at West Coast or I've got them at the Kangaroos. Um, I don't see both of those teams winning more than four games each. The Kangaroos might be a shout for, for, for not winning the Wooden Spoon, especially with Clarkson and stuff. Um, they're draftees, they recruited well, but they're still the Kangaroos. West Coast, I feel like, you know, after their 2018 form, they've kind of just really dipped um, from there. So I, I really have it as, as either the Kangaroos or, or West Coast Eagles. If I had to put my money on one, if I had to put my money on one, it would be North Melbourne to win the Wooden Spoon. Brownlow medal, I think Tuke Miller has got the Brownlow medal um, just sewn up now. Have you seen this dude? He is just absolutely jacked. A really, really, really good player. Leader at the Suns as well. Obviously, their, their co-captain with Jared Witts. He just missed out on the Brownlow last season. He, I think he's going to take the Suns to uh, new heights this year as well. Um, he's going to grab them all by the scruff of their neck. And I think that Tuke Miller is going to win the Brownlow. Coleman medal, it's hard to go past, um, you know, the, the Twin Towers at Carlton, Harry Mackay and um, uh, Charlie Kerno as well, Jeremy Cameron, Tom Hawkins might be a shout, but I've got my Coleman medal going to Tom Lynch. Now, Richmond, I don't like Richmond, but I think Tom Lynch is a great player. He was, I think he was a few shy of winning the Coleman this season, um, kicked a bunch of goals in uh, the finals as well. He's going to have Tim Taranto, Jacob Hopper delivering these balls to him on his, you know, on his chest. Um, I, I just think he's going to win the Coleman. How many do I think he's going to kick for the season? I think he's going to kick about 66. 66 to win the Coleman this season. I think Charlie Kerno just finishes under him at about 63. So the next one is the rising star. Look, and I'll, I'll admit that I'm not very up to date on the draftees and, and who played well in, in the other teams, like who, who's the good rookies, et cetera, et cetera. The no-brainer says Will Ashcroft because he is just phenomenal young kid, at, like on the Nick Dacos trajectory as well, and Brisbane picked him up. So like, you know, father-son with Brisbane, it's a no-brainer that it'll be Rule Ashcroft. But as a sort of smoky for the rising star, Harry Sheasel, and I hope I pronounced that um, name correctly, from North Melbourne, pick number three. 
I know for a fact that he did uh, pretty well in, in the preseason matches. Excitement machine. He could be the guy that maybe not dethrones Ashcroft, but he'll, I reckon he'll finish second in the uh, Rising Star. I don't think he, he's going to jump Ashcroft, but, but who knows? Stranger things have happened in the AFL. My surprise All-Australian is Tom Mitchell. I think Tom Mitchell is going to surprise a lot of critics, a lot of opposition fans with what he'll be able to do at the Pies. He's not going to get 40 disposals. He's not going to you know, kick a bunch of goals or do this, do that, do that. He's going to get in there, do the work that he needs. And I've got him as All-Australian because he's going to up his clearances. Um, you know, his disposals will be, will be pretty high as well. Not Like I said, not the high 30s or, or whatever, but he's going to be very, very, very efficient in our midfield. And he's going to be one of the, if not the most important cog um, to take us to the sort of top four and the promised land. So I've got my surprise All-Australian packet as Tom Mitchell. Now, recruit of the year. This could go to a number of people. I told you I didn't want to keep it Collingwood-centric. I think it could be Tom Mitchell. It could be Dan McStay, uh, Josh Dunkley up in Brisbane, um, Tim Taranto even at Richmond possibly. But I think the recruit of the year, as much as it pains me to say, will be Brody Grundy. Um, for what he's going to be able to do to um, the Melbourne, not only the, the team or the midfield, but even the forward line by releasing Gorn into that forward line. He's come, Brody Grundy's come at a right time uh, in, in the Demons' um, uh, premiership sort of window where he's going to be motivated to, to, to prove all the sort of Collingwood fans wrong, or not even the fans, sorry, the, the Collingwood hierarchy wrong for, for sort of getting rid of him. Um, we saw that he kicked a couple of goals on the weekend. Um, so I just think he's going to be just recruit of the year. Like what, what he'll be able to, one, two, two of the best ruckmen in, in the league, Gron and Gundy. Oh my God. Did I say Gron and Gundy? Grundy and Gorn. Um, yeah, they're just going to give that one-two sort of combo, resting forward and whatnot, and he's going to be the recruit of the year. The headline you'll see this year, Suns finally rise. I don't know if they're going to make the top eight. Their highest position is 12th, but I think they're going to they're going to finish higher than 12th. I reckon that they could finish anywhere between 8th and 10th. Like I said, Tuke Miller is going to lead them. Noah Anderson, Lockie Weller, Matt Rowell. Um, they recruited Ben uh, Ben Long and uh, Jed Anderson as well. So these sort of guys can sort of pinch hit. Matt Rowell, we, we know what he, he's about. Noah Anderson is fantastic as well. I see them, yeah, finally rising. That's a headline you'll see. Headline you won't see. Carlton finally play finals. I think they're going to finish ninth, and that's not me being biased or anything. I just think that the weight of expectation is going to be too heavy for them on their shoulders, and they'll be finishing ninth. Now, my premiers and runners-up. Like I said, I don't want to keep this Collingwood-centric. My head and my heart are telling me that Collingwood is going to bite me on the ass. Collingwood are going to be premiers in 2023. Everything is aligning perfectly Missing pieces to the puzzle, Bobby Hill. Uh, Billy Frampton, I know I know what you're going to say, but Billy Frampton is definitely a missing piece to the puzzle, even though he might not be an A grader, still a missing piece of the puzzle. Dan McStay in the forward line, and of course, Tom Mitchell. So, Collingwood, runners-up Geelong, but if I didn't have to include Collingwood in this, I think that the Premiership is going to be won by Geelong. They're going to go back-to-back -back and... You know, even though they've already etched themselves in history, they will etch themselves even further in history as the greatest team of all, or definitely one of the greatest modern teams um, of all. And the runners-up will be the Brisbane Lions. 
But anyway, guys, that's been all my predictions for the 2023 season. We'll review this later on in the year, so September, October probably. Leave your predictions down below. I'll leave the template in the, um, in the information, so just click the drop-down box and you'll see all that information there. But until then, like, comment, subscribe, tell your family, tell your friends, tell your pets, and until next time, double shackers. I'll sweep you later.